podcast friends. My name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Check, microphone check. Microphone check. Uh, bring this up. Alrighty, friends, what is going on? We are... Uh, we are back. I'm going to try to keep this. I'm just going to try to get straight to the point uh, for this one because I have very limited time. Uh, my neighbors have been doing construction in their backyard for uh, about a week, a week now. Uh, it's probably going to be about another two weeks. So I have very limited the time that I do have to create a podcast. Um, uh, I only have so much time. And then if there's construction, I can't really make the podcast. I could, but it would, it would just sound terrible. Anyways, <clears throat> um, also long story short, uh, your boy finally got, he finally got the COVID. Uh, so it's been about about a week now, week into the day, and I have recovered, uh, not fully. So if I still found, if I still sound a little bit like raspy and all that kind of stuff, is just because of the uh, the lingering effects of it. Anyway, today we're talking about um, using basically a lower ISO when shooting nighttime, and it's it's uh, it's been basically the opposite of that in recent years with the dual native ISO cameras like your Black Magics, your GH5s's, uh, the Venice and uh, FX9, A7S3, all the all those things, right? You feel like since you have the opportunity for a cleaner uh, image at night by bringing up the ISO, you figure, okay, well, you know, I don't really need to um, uh, use a lower ISO now because I can use a higher ISO and still get a clean image, right? And that is that is yes, that is that is definitely yes. The other side of it though is when you uh, when you have a clean image when you can see pretty much everything without very little noise. Um, since you have since you see everything in camera right we're going to call that like your room tone right that basically means you see everything in your room tone right and um one thing that i did in in the past when the dual native iso stuff was coming out was uh, i figured oh i can just bring up the iso to you know 1250 and whatever camera it was um or or like 4000 and 3200 and uh, oh cool and then and i don't necessarily need to uh bring in a lot of lights right <clears throat> but the thing with lighting night interior light exterior um, the same rules apply, right? Is if something can still look, um, you can still have your room tone there. You can still see into the blacks, but you could still end up with a very uh, flat image, right? You're finding the flatness because now you see everything, right? Whereas before, like say for instance, if you're shooting an ISO at 400, you're not going to see a whole lot depending on, on, on the sensor, right? You're not going to see a whole lot, which means you had to, to light what you want to see, right? You want to see your certain faces or your certain objects. Um, you want to be able to see certain things in the background um, to edge things out, right? All those, all those principles still apply, even though we're, we have more sensitive cameras, right? So what I did in this, uh, in the recent feature film, since we had uh, a fair amount of night interiors, um, I wanted to bring the ISO lower. <clears throat> I forgot who I was listening to, but it was about a year ago. And I was listening to a podcast with a, with a, with a pretty, um, pretty popular cinematographer. And even on, you know, you like some mini LF and, and the Venice and all these cameras, he's still shooting at ISO 400 when it came to uh, night interiors. And you figure, man, this guy has, you know, you have a lot of budget. And it's not necessarily like just because you have the budget, you have the um, accessibility for all the all the big lights and on all the, the crew and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's not really that. It's it's when you shoot at a lower ISO. And this is my experience as well. When you shoot a, liar, a lower ISO, you have um, a cleaner image in the in your blacks right now that's up to you to be able to light what you want to see light what you don't want to see <clears throat> and there are certain areas of room tone that you need to bring up 
now you can use your fixtures to, to do that and you can set the um, the color temperature of that, the intensity of that, rather than using the uh, the camera the camera's gain to do that, right? Because um, you know, say there's there's like a there's a little corner area in this uh, living room that you're shooting in, and you know you just want to bring up the corner just a little bit, right? If you bring up your ISO, you're bringing up everything. Whereas if you if you you know skip bounce a little. Um, a, a little like source for kind of kind of fixture, or you know maybe there's uh, something overhead that you can um, you can grid and flag off and shoot you know uh, shoot down on, right? Or have a fixture overhead is basically what I'm saying, right? Sort of like like a little a little pool of light, just a little bit of ambient to kind of push in from say you have a window next to uh, next to that area that you want to um, uh, liven up a little bit, right? But the window is only giving you so much of an angle, and you just need a little bit of push from top to bottom. Um, that's where, you know, not just bringing up the gain, sometimes it won't work, sometimes it will work, but having a fixture to control that is much more granular. And again, you have much more control over the whole thing, right? So all the night interiors that we did, minus a handful of scenes just because we were running behind um, on time and there's uh, like adrenaline rushing because there there's um, there's like, a, you know, stunts involved, there's blood involved, there's the character emotionality. It's like, oh man, I, I really don't have the time to light. And in retrospect, I wish I did just because some like one or two of the shots I was like, oh, man, like this, this doesn't look all that great, you know. Um, but again, in those in those circumstances, that's where I chose to go up to ISO 1600, ISO 2000, just because I need to be able to see um, the illumination of like the light or the blood on the skin and blood on the knife. You know, I just I just didn't have enough time to 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 rig it properly. <clears throat> Because we were just running out of time, right? And so in that instance, it's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm okay going up to the 1600, 2000. On the Komodo, it's still a very, very clean image. You know, like I said before, in the Komodo, the highlights go really fast, but it holds shadow detail really well. You know, you can under you can underexpose the Komodo up to about two stops. Um, you know, you could, you could go more, but again, that's when you have to go into noise reduction. You start introducing, like, um, uh, color noise and, and, and different color patterns and things like that, which I just don't want to deal with. Um, but again, if you're like under two stops, like you can bring up a lot of information and still have a very clean image in, in, with the Komodo, which is why I do like shooting on that, on that camera for, uh, for a certain projects. Right. So, but everything else was ISO, ISO 400, you know, I didn't, I, I, I made that conscious decision. Like, no, let's, let's light it. You know, we have, this, we have this opportunity to make it really look good, to make it look really good. Let's, let's light it. Let's do, let's do it the proper way, right? And um, again, it's one of those things where, you know, we're shooting Redco Raw, so uh, if you wanted to in post, you could, you know, you could change it to 500 or 640 or or 800, but I lit it specifically because I wanted to get everything in camera as much as possible to help out uh, the post-production team, to help out the, um, whoever that ends up doing the, the coloring, to help them out as much as possible, right? Where, hey, this is basically what I was thinking of, um, ninety percent ballpark. This is this is what we got. I'm happy with that. You know, if we need to finesse a little, a little thing here and there, that's where that ten percent comes in, where you can like you know bring things up, pull things down, um, add a little highlight, add some power windows, things like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Perhaps add like a gradient here and there, right? Where you can like massage the image uh, to where you really want it to be, right? Um, so again, next time if you're thinking about shooting something night interior, night or night exterior, night interior is a little bit easier. Night exterior, it's like man, like you unless you have the fixtures, like you know you can only, you can only do so much, and, and that's where I feel like with a lot of the lower budgets, you can you might have to go like you know you're dual native ISO, you know if you're shooting on like an FX9 or 
uh, a GH5S or, or a pocket cinema camera or, or whatever camera it is, right? That's when you may have to go up. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to see anything, right? So you may have to go up to your dual DNA ISO and then whatever fixtures you have, you know, maybe you have a couple of like Amaran light mats or maybe you got a couple of like Aperture 300s on V mounts, uh, whatever it is, right? Maybe you got some Titan tubes. Uh, at least you 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 can still see something in camera. But again, day exteriors are, are really tough. Um, if you're shooting day interior, this is my challenge to you, is next time you're shooting a, a, a not a day interior, a night interior. Next time you're shooting a night interior, I challenge you to, you know, like the scene, right? Set your set your ISO where you want it to be. Maybe it's, you know, like 400 or maybe it's 640. And then go about lighting the scene how you should be lighting the scene as a cinematographer, right? And not just someone with 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 a camera uh, that's getting, you know, paid like two, 250 bucks and be like, oh, fuck it, whatever. It's going to look like ass anyways. And let's just go dueling of ISO and high ISO and then, and then you know, Bob's own, right? And I don't know, maybe, maybe there's shoots like that where you have to be, um, where you have to work in that kind of environment. Uh, I would hope not. Hopefully you can move, move away from those types of, of, of projects and, and really challenge yourself and, and get better at, at your craft and you get better at your craft and eventually you, you get the higher, the higher bankroll, you know? Okay. I think I'm gonna leave it at that just because, um, uh, my nose is still feeling a little weird and I don't want to continue this conversation sound like this. So I hope this episode helped you guys out. Um, there's probably other questions you have. If you do, Again, shoot me a DM on Instagram or shoot me an email. I'm more than happy to to reply. There's been people who've reached out to me via DM and email, which is why I keep saying this, right? If you got a question, just shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, uh, easiest thing, and then I can reply back to you. We can have a little conversation, and and any knowledge I have, I can I can uh, hopefully relay that to you. Okay, if you like this episode, please rate it on iTunes podcast. I would appreciate it. Please subscribe to the podcast as always. Share it with your friends, your your homies, your home mates, uh, uh, anyone anyone and everyone. And I'll catch you guys in the next podcast episode.